It's Whitney and Amanda. Welcome to Girls on Top. So we are back. It's that time. Everyone's favorite day, Tuesday. Tuesday. When the new episode comes out. And Whitney and I are so excited. We have a special guest. Hey, friends. Welcome back. We have a guest this week. His name is Jared. Do you want to tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Yeah, my name is uh, Jared Poling. I live in Minneapolis from Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Went to St. Thomas and kind of recently divorced in the last like nine months. So I'm navigating dating and post-marriage and going through all that. And I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. So I started a number of businesses and kind of my latest business actually is kind of navigating and helping men with resources and ideas and concepts to have better relationships and to date better, be more successful in their lives in general. So I'm really excited to kind of start that pivot to my current business actually. So it's not a a new business, but it's kind of a pivot to this brand that I started about seven years ago called Honor. So Honor Brand is really this concept of waking up with an intention, starting your day in a more positive way. We've had a coffee shop for the past like five years in Northeast Minneapolis called Honor Coffee and Raw Juice. And that's been kind of our, really our main driver of our business. Ultimately, it didn't work out the way I thought. So I'm selling that off and going to really refocus as a content brand online and kind of refocus on men. That's really actually how we started was a men's brand, but it was really more men focused around like skincare and like wellness products. And I'm really going to refocus our business around more of a mental health uh, standpoint. So I think what you guys do on this podcast fits perfectly with my brand. And I'm excited to talk to both of you. So thanks for having me on. We're excited to have you. So what made you decide to transition your brand from like more of the coffee shop to doing something more devoted to like men and helping men? I think just that personal experience of going through a divorce and then being in a bad marriage for a long time, you know, five, probably five years, half the marriage was bad. (laughs) And so I think that negative experience and then the last like eight, eight, nine months of working through that and then really taking a hard look at where the business was at and, and how I wanted to grow it. And then, and then looking at the core of like our brand pillars, so our brand, the name of its honor, H-O-N-O-U-R and our brand pillars are confidence, contentment, and character. And that's like what our brand is built on. And so as a brand, it really makes sense to realign with that core strategy of focusing on men. And the more research I did, even on my own, on my own self, and then in men in general, realized that there just isn't resources for men that exist. And the the resources that do exist, like therapy, for example, I talk to a lot of my friends and family, and there's such a stigma around therapy that it's, it's, it's seen as a weak thing for men to do. And so men will, in many cases, just not do it. They will do basically anything to avoid going to therapy. And I've been going every week since June of last year, and it's literally the best part of my week. So I love that. Yeah. And I, I think if men were to realize that, that, you know, you work out your body, at least you should be. And a lot of men that, you know, want to look good, they're going to the gym every day, they're taking supplements, but what are they doing for their mind? They're doing nothing for their mind. They're just, they're just, they're just saying, well, my mind's the way it is. I I don't want to change and it is what it is and, and deal with it. And that's such a like wrong way to approach it. But I think men just have this, we're taught from a young age to not show emotion, to be stoic, to bury emotion. This is like, just what's built into us, even if you have great parents. So I think it's it's a really challenging environment and the, the world is challenging for men. And I don't think 
people talk about that. It's even like a taboo subject to talk about because, oh, poor men, like who, who wants to feel bad for a man? That's ridiculous. But in reality, by ignoring men, what's happening is that it's hurting everybody else. It's hurting women, it's hurting kids, it's hurting families. And so lack of like education and resources for men is, is just hurting society as a whole. So that is awesome. I think that you have a really strong passion. I can tell just by listening to it, how you speak about it. And that is, first of all, like you're going to be successful in this. I can just tell you that right now. And you're going to help so many people. Whitney and I have had many conversations like this. We are totally pro therapy and I've had firsthand experience that in a relationship where I really wanted them to do therapy. And it was just like, no way I would never do that. Like that's, that's not for me. And I don't want to talk about my feelings. And so I love that approach. And I love that you're self-aware and you've done that inner work to be healthier for yourself and future relationships and your children. So good for you. Yeah, thank you. What's interesting though is like I I speak from a like a point of confidence. Mm-hmm. However, I will say that from a vulnerability standpoint, which is obviously super important as well, it was really hard to 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 send that email and to search up like where do I go for therapy? And that was a really hard moment for me because again, it was like an it, it admittance that I was wrong and there's something that I need to work on as a person and as a man. And I love self-improvement. I love growth. I love like curiosity. Like I'm a very curious person. So even for me, who's like, I feel like a pretty curious, like accepting, like open-minded person, very hard for me as well. So I don't blame men. Like it's just hard. And and women too. I mean, it's it's hard for everybody. It's not easy to admit that you have something that's not perfect at your core. It's like an identity thing. So I think I think my main goal is just to make it easier for men, like break down that, that stigma of showing examples where men have become vulnerable. They have taken that step and, and sought therapy. And then it's resulted in a, just a better life and uh, more successful relationships or marriages or, or whatever. So. so do you want to, when you're expanding this part of your business or growing this new business, are you going to try to do more life coaching one-on-one type stuff or just kind of like we just do the podcast. We do the podcast. We try to hit a wide range of people. Or you want to kind of do a mix of both, take on some clients one-on-one and and then do the podcasting and social part. I think I'll really focus more on a, a broader approach. Yeah. So less of a one-on-one coaching. I really want to be the face of the brand and yeah. and and the thought leader on this topic and use my brand as kind of that platform, if you will. Yeah. But yeah, I'll be launching my own podcast in the next month or two, just looking at studio space and concepting for 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 themes and guests. And I've got some like super crazy cool ideas. I love taking risks and we're going <laughs> to, this is going to sound crazy, but we're going to have a snake on the show, like a resident snake that's going to be on the podcast. What? Um, that's a, like, like a I reptile know. snake? Like an actual snake. Ew. Yeah. Like I'm is it a therapy snake? What, what are it's we like a, a, yeah, I, I can't, a therapy I can't snake? What? <laughs> you know how people have like emotional therapy dogs? Like, yeah, like, like a, a dog. dog. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, is it a, no joke. We get off subject a little, but I was in Walmart once and there was a freaking duck a live oh. duck in this lady's cart and i Ew. was like oh my gosh do you have a duck and it was on a leash and she's like yeah it's my emotional support animal i was like oh. Oh, okay what but like why a snake a- what's the relevance of a snake can't tell us great great question Whitney. all right so the snake has been part of our brand for a long time so if you were to visit our coffee shop 
we have a giant snake mural on the side of the building. Like it's it's like 12 feet tall by like 15 feet wide. It's massive. It's super like geometric in its shape. I wish I had one laying around here. But we have like pins with the snake. We have it on. We, we can visualize. I heard 12 feet and it already sounds <laughs> So this is, it's so amazing. This is like your logo. The snake is like your logo. It's one of our logos. We have like three. It's we call it like an icon. It's like one of our. We have okay. three main logos. But yeah, it's one of our logos. But the reason our the it was developed into the brand for a number of different reasons. Like one, a snake is like it's 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 close to the ground, so it's like connected to nature and it's like connected to the earth. And so you there's know, like that's a, like feminine energy. Wrong. Is it? It's like yeah, snake. Like yeah. nature well, is nature. is feminine. That's, yep. I think like, well, I think a lot of men have a, a challenge, like connecting to their feminine side. So maybe that's an angle I take, which is amazing. Um, yeah. The other, other piece is like, it's constantly like rebirthing itself. So it's like shedding its skin and it's like renewing yeah. itself. So it's mm -hmm. constantly evolving and growing and like getting better. I would say like the third thing is that it's adventurous, like our brand. And I think this is important for this brand as we move forward into this men's mental health space and just masculinity and this new masculinity concept. It's that like, this, this concept of like adventure is important because if, if this brand is too feminine or it's too like in your feelings, it's not going to work for men. We need to have right. a brand that's strong and adventurous. And we, we had actually a property in Costa Rica for about three years. And part of that property was really to be a retreat center. And, and, and the reason it's in Costa Rica is because it's a very adventurous place. It's, it's intense. I've been stuck in rivers. I've slid down mountains and done three sixties in the, in the rental vehicle. Like I've like almost stepped on snakes. Like it's, it's a pretty wild place. Yeah. And so like this idea of adventure is very important. And that snake kind of brings that adventure into our brand. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. So then lastly, we won't spend too much time on this topic, but lastly, snakes are scary to so many people, like almost everybody. And yeah. just like, and actually just like therapy. So Therapy is also scary to pretty much everybody. Like, I don't think there's a single person in this world that says, I, I went into therapy with just like open arms. I was so excited. Like everyone, even if you're willing to go is not super yeah. excited. So this there idea is, is that like, stigma. But then what do you yeah. say? Like you said earlier, once you start going and get the hang of it, it's like, okay, this isn't that bad. And you grow exactly. to like, exactly. I don't know if like love it is the right word for everyone, but. Oh. But that's kind of like a snake if you think about it. Like yeah. if you're holding a snake, like yeah. I, I don't love the idea of a pet snake either. But like, can you grow to like enjoy it and like learn its personality and like hold it every now and then and like deal with it? Of course you can. Like maybe not Whitney. No, <laughs> but I'm like shaking like my head. I'm like, no. <laughs> this is gonna the snake is gonna live at the podcast studio. So it's but not yeah. I, yeah. wait, yeah. you're gonna concept. like let it live there, like you're yeah. buying it. Yeah, I'm gonna buy it. It's what gonna what be like, kind of snake is it? It's gonna be uh, probably like a mandarin rat snake. So it's yellow and black, which are our brand colors. So we have yellow, black. <laughs> We're both Amanda and, and I are sitting here in sheer disgust. Wait, I'm so, so confused. I'm gonna actually. <laughs> I am like so confused. We gotta back up like two steps here. You're going to buy a real snake, a real snake that's to gonna be live on in your studio, and like, yes. what are you gonna feed it? Uh, don't they eat mice. like rats dead mice oh my god <laughs> like i can't even who's gonna feed it when you're gone uh, they last they only get fed like every other week or once a month because they don't eat yeah. like they just eat once and then they it sits there it, it digests i guess okay I well anyways now that we're all super disgusted Woo! i'm sure that there is girls that are listening that are like oh my god hell yeah how do i get my boyfriend husband guy i'm yes. dating whatever 
to listen to this podcast. So do you want to tell the girls listening where they can find this? And then we can kind of dive more into the the topic. I'd love to. So we'll launch probably in the next couple of months. The website is honor, H-O-N-O-U-R.club, C-L-U-B. And Amanda, this kind of goes to your question of like, how are we going to grow this brand? And so one of the ways, and I think really will be the primary way, is with a membership community. And you know, this community will be a paid community. We may have an intro, like free trial that we'll offer, but this paid community will offer lots of like resources. So tons of different resources from like dating to marriage advice to, you know, how do you make a better hinge profile? How do you be more attractive to the women in today's world? Read an, read an attachment theory book, I for example. I will say All that men stuff. do need help with their hinge profiles. We've we literally about that. have the talked about fish, that. The dead fish, dead animals, beer. It's like, I know it's, it's really sad because it's not that difficult. And if, and if men just like got a little bit of advice, like they would, they would do a lot better. So that, that would just be like one of the, one of the, the the opportunities for men uh, to learn from. And then we'll just constantly be pushing out content into this paid community. I'll probably also offer, like, if you're not in the community, you can just buy the guide. So you could buy like a $10 PDF download for this, this hinge profile, for example. So we'll have lots of different opportunities from that perspective. We'll do retreats to Costa Rica. That'll be a big part of it. Like paid week long, one flat price. We'll have, we'll do yoga. We'll maybe bring in a therapist. We'll do a lot of in-person work, a lot of growth work, a lot of exercise, just a lot of positive, positive things in person. I, I may develop a concept where we have like smaller subgroups in communities. So let's say there might be like a leader in a, in another city, for example, let's say, you know, I'm in Minneapolis. So let's say Denver. Maybe there's a group of men there that want to join, but they want a more in-person experience. There might be like sub experiences that I create in person. I'm not sure on that yet, but really whatever is the most effective way to like communicate to men and, and create a community. I think like the people I've talked to, women naturally develop strong communities around them and men do not do this, at least not from an emotional standpoint. We don't seek out like emotional support around us we have guys that are like like when i got divorced for example my two best friends were like hey like just checking in on you make sure you're okay like let me know if you need anything like that's it do you think that's because men like lack the the emotional self-awareness i don't think why do you why do you think that is i don't think it's a self-awareness issue i think it's a it's a mask of 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 like implied masculinity like we, we, are, we think we're supposed to be a certain way. Yeah. And so like, you know, I don't show my friend that I'm weak. So I'm just going to say I'm fine. Even though yeah. like it would be great to somebody, we just say, you know what? I'm not going to bother them. They've got enough going on in their life. Yeah. I don't want to burden Where them. Like- that's what it is. It's like a burden. Like we don't want to be of a burden. Like we're meant, we feel as men to like take on issues and solve them. It's like, that's the mindset I think of a man. Right. So, mm-hmm. Like the strong, no emotion. Yep, on the yep. like aggressive side. Yep. I'm even like kind of experiencing some of this with my son right now, like talking about feelings and what's mm-hmm. like making him understand the yeah. importance of it. Because I mean, even in school, there's they're taught to be like these rough, tough kids yeah. from like basically preschool. Yes. So yep. and, and then the issue becomes that so let's say you grow up in a family that is very uh dismissive of feelings. And now you are in the educational system, which doesn't have a lot of positive male role models. And you might just have those coaches and those coaches are going to beat into you this concept of don't cry, pick it up, suck it up, 
that was a terrible practice. You need to do better. And like these guys or these boys are, are learning from five years onwards that all these like very toxic traits. And then, and then it's compounded if at home you don't have a good dad or, or there's no dad at all. And so right. it's a major, major issue. And it really comes from a young age. And I think there needs to be more education for men, even as fathers. But again, men just, there's not a lot of education, I think, because it's not an opportunity that is viable. Like there's not a lot of guys out there that want to like teach themselves on how to be a better dad, unless it's made cool. Right. So that's my vision. I want to make a cool brand that like guys will like connect to, they'll like relate with. They're like, Hey, I can get behind this and it will help them in ways that they might not be willing to otherwise. So you have you ever thought of like, okay, so there's this stigma with men going to therapy. Are you worried that there's going to be a stigma for men that like essentially listen to this podcast or if there's going to be like any negative negativity around that or no like will they be reluctant to, to listen or to yeah join? just because it's like okay yeah. well this is about like emotions and feelings and whatever and i'm like this big rough tough guy are you hoping like women send the podcast the yeah. instagram tiktok whatever to the yeah. men and be like listen to this and they get hooked or like how are you going to overcome that I, I think the I think the click for me was our was our brand honor like because it's such a it's such a traditionally masculine brand it was designed we worked with a creative agency to help us like design the whole thing we spent and I, and I say we me and my brother started it and so when we started it was very focused on men very focused on a masculine angle and so I think using you know, yeah so if I was starting this just as a, as Jared Poling like if that's if this is my you know, how I was launching this I think it'd be a lot harder. I think the fact that I have an established brand with established identity and brand pillars and history and products that like we have quite a like long list of like products that we've made in the past and, and still have, I'm not worried about that because it is such a strong masculine brand. And I think men identify with us and they recognize that masculinity. And so I think it will break down that barrier for guys to say, hey, you know what? I'm willing to maybe at least entertain the idea of what they're saying in this content and this yeah. content. Well, well, and you have a snake. I don't know for masculine. sure. What's that? <laughs> and you have your snake. That's masculine. That's so. masculine. I'm just going to do, I think also what's important, I'll find, I'm going to try to find traditionally masculine men to talk to in addition to other guys. But I think showing. Like showing put them in the that, hot seat a little bit. Well, maybe like show, show a guest who is maybe traditionally very masculine, works out a ton lots of tattoos, just like a, a man, man, oh. and get them to explain yeah, a man, whatever that means. <laughs> man. We love it. And get them to explain why maybe honor has helped them or get them to talk about why therapy has helped them. Because I think for a lot of my friends who I've talked to, they, they basically said, I don't have a role model in my life. That's showing me that therapy is okay. Like yeah. no one's really doing that. Well, so I read to... a statistic that said like kids in elementary school, I don't remember if it's elementary school or like all throughout school, like one in nine teachers is male. Like Correct. that's a sig oh, significant amount yeah. of like I believe females. So it's like, I mean, and then what are the chances <laughs> that that one out of the nine males are a positive role model that's going to sit and say like, let's like, talk yep. about feelings or like yep well exactly. let's just be honest women have more patience and you have to have a lot of patience to be a teacher i i agree but i'm sorry 
I mean, that's yeah. just, I mean, not that that makes it right or wrong. I, I yeah. totally believe that. Like there is not one male teacher in my daughter's school, like yeah. at all. I think like my kids well, have one. And, and when you think about it, like teachers are very like nurturing, they're compassionate Yep. and females are society has made us that's kind of well that kind of is just in us like that's just kind of what's in i feel like females are naturally a little bit more mothering and nurturing but yeah it is unfortunate that there isn't more men to be good role models yep and i think part of that is is just the it's it's a downward cycle it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy where because men don't want to do it, then it's deemed by men as a non-masculine role in society. Therefore, then they don't want to do it because it's sought. It's, it looks like it's a it's a more feminine role, or it's it's like being a nurse, the same concept. That's that's been destigmatized a little bit. But teachers, it's gotten even worse because yeah, if there is like a, you know men that yeah, so worst case they're just in a feminine role, and then really worst case they're they're maybe kind of pigeonholed into maybe even like a child molester and like as a man, it's way too risky. Like, why would I ever be called all these things or even risk that? So I'm never going to ever consider being like an early childhood educator as a man, because there's just too much down. There's no upside. There's all downside, except for the upside would be, I guess, providing a a male role model, positive male role model for kids. But again, it's, I think men, I think men do have the capacity to be emotionally connected and to be nurturing. But society tells us it's not okay. So that's part of the problem. It's, it's a societal stigmatism that's like pushing that onto us. It says, don't do these things because it's it's not a male thing to do. So Right. Well, so then like going off of that, how would you say that that translate and in, translates into the dating world? Oh, I think there's a, oh, that's a, <laughs> um, it's a loaded question. Before you answer that, because I know you're in the dating world now, can I just backtrack a tiny bit to yeah. why did you, are you comfortable at answering this? Why you got separated from your wife and, yeah, um, because you said you were married for 10 years. Uh, 11. 11. Okay. And you guys have kiddos yep. together. You sound like, okay. Yep. Eight and, eight and five. Yeah, I think in the last like six, seven, eight months of therapy, I've realized that it's it's a mixture of like incompatibility. Like that's probably the big the biggest thing. I don't think she's she was wrong in like she's not a bad person. Like she's a great mother to our kids. She's super responsible. She's she's got tons of really really great qualities. I think we were raised very differently. I think that caused that has caused a lot of issues. From the outside, it looked like she was raised with a lot of love and care like I was. But in hindsight, and after getting to know her family, I realized that she was not. And that didn't occur until probably the last five years that I really realized that. So and I think there's this idea of we always vet our partners and we look at their families and we're judging and we're asking friends and family what they think. And her family on the outside was perfect. Uh, dad's a doctor. Her mom was a kindergarten teacher, master's in uh, childhood education. I mean, like, how do you get more like, you know, societally perfect parents than that? But you know, her parents, and I was actually just listening to this, this audiobook yesterday that my therapist sent me just yesterday after my therapy session. And it's all about this idea. It's like a, it's another way to look at attachment theory, not from like an avoidant and anxious or secure person, but this is like, I don't know if you guys have heard of this, like island parents and island children, mm-hmm. wave children or wave parents. And then you have the anchor parents or the anchor people. 
And so she, I, I am 100% an anchor and she is 100% an island and her parents were island parents. So they required her to solve all of her challenges emotionally on her own. They gave no support to her. And so she grew up like that and now parents and wants a partner that also is that same way. And since I grew up the exact opposite, I'm looking for another anchor. I'm looking for another person that's very emotionally supportive. And we talk about things and it's just, it's just a total mismatch. So that really led to, and that really led to a total failure of communication breakdown in pretty much every, we, we, we became enemies, if you will. And this yeah. is actually part of this audiobook was like, as, as humans, we have this like biology to be aware of threats in our life. And so we're constantly evaluating threats and what can happen in relationships is over time, you can actually become to the point where you're, you're literally like adversaries with your, with your partner. And so that's pretty much where we were at with at the end. And then I actually made a conscious choice to have an affair. So I, I made an, I was on a, a drive back from a trip in Bozeman about literally a year ago, pretty much today. And I said, that's it, I'm done. And we could go into like, why didn't I just ask for a divorce? <laughs> Obviously that would have been the mature, like yeah. responsible moral thing to do. But you know, at the time I just, I didn't have, I wasn't in therapy at that point. I didn't know what to do. I think I was so emotionally, I was needing something emotionally. And that's actually what the affair started at was an emotional connection. It wasn't actually a physical piece. That I was feel missing. like that's how a lot of affairs yeah. start is yeah. it's an emotional I, yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, and I felt really good to just have somebody like love me. Like I finally, I have an emotional partner that's like, we are connecting over music and shows and like all the so things. Did you know? like talk to her about this stuff? Like, did you ask her like, Hey, let's try therapy. I, we had like loosely talked about it, but yeah. just to give you some sense of kind of her personality, we did a kind of like a pre-marriage counseling before our wedding. And we did three sessions about an hour and a half each at the end of like, maybe the second one, she said, I think the the marriage counselor is on your side, is what she oh. said to me. This was and before you got married. This is before we got married, and I should have taken that as a red flag because it's like, how yeah. can they be on my side? They're a neutral party, and, right. and that's kind of her personality. She has a really hard time. Well, it should be a we, not like your side or my side. Exactly. So that that basically was a. Um, a little bit of a prequel to the rest of my marriage like yeah never resolved arguments never never resolved an argument i think and i would argue that to her i would say like we've never resolved anything in our past and we're arguing about something new now and so there are a lot of issues there ultimately just the wrong person for me but even now i've encouraged her to go to therapy like even as we we, we we barely talk but when we do I, a couple of times i've I said hey i've been in therapy for six months or nine months at this point now and, and i said i think it would really really help you Part of her growing up in this kind of island family, she had a sister who needed a ton of emotional support and she got none. And so instead of retreating and just make, and kind of figure it out, figuring it out on her own, she rebelled like super hard. And so she became this black sheep in the family and is highly medicated, highly in therapy and was and probably still is. And everybody in the family looks down on her. And I feel really bad because now in hindsight, it, she just wasn't a good fit for that family and that parenting style. And actually, if she had been in a family that was more of an anchor family, she would have done really great and probably never would have needed medication, never would have needed, never would have had a an oppositional defiant disorder, which is basically like you do everything the opposite that your parents ask you to do. Yeah. So uh, it's just, I think my my ex is is so afraid of being her sister 
and 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 being because she was told as a child that she was perfect and so she's so afraid to be anything but perfect she will not admit to herself that she has any any anything wrong and so oh, yeah i feel like been, that's a lot of people too yeah yeah i mean that's I think, not uncommon no i don't think so i think it's a you're right i think it's a very common thing and and actually like this audiobook yesterday was saying that island families make up like 40% or 35% of societies like island and wave families and, and that parenting style. So it's, it's, it's like half the population, especially so like, like our parents uncommon. generation. Yeah. Too, I feel like that's, cause yeah. that's very much how I grew up and I wouldn't yeah. be where I am now. Had I not yeah. gone to therapy and like yeah. been through yeah. all the shit that I've been through. So uh -huh. like uh -huh. at some point too, as an adult, you have to take accountability and say, okay, something I'm doing here is not right. Like I need yes. to do something to better myself. Or just find uh, like if someone doesn't want to go to therapy, like I I'm pro for it. I think it's great, but just be around people that want to do better, be better. They can right. almost be your therapist. Like like Whitney and I talk yep. about, we have the same morals and values and ideas and thought process. And I'm no longer in therapy, but sometimes just having a conversation with Whitney about something, talking out with Whitney, a friend, is like being in therapy. What I right. mean, like. We, we nope. use each other as like empath. Like I'm giving her ideas. She's giving me ideas. We're being each other's people and especially navigating in the single life. There's a lot of feelings, emotions going back to Whitney's question earlier about dating and um, the emotional side of it. How Whitney you had asked, I think you yeah, had asked, like how um, does that translate translate? Like, do you feel like men, Kind well, of. so I, th I think I'm, I've always been a pretty like, like emotionally, I, I would say a very emotionally intelligent person. I've been in entrepreneurship and sales my whole life. And so I can read people really, really well, body language. I'm good at being curious and asking lots of questions. So it comes really easy for me to meet people and to like really get along with pretty much anybody. And so because of that, dating is relatively easy because no matter who they are, like, and even as like a secure attachment style, I can really get along with any personality and I have to be kind of careful with that because sometimes I then will anchor onto or like attach to somebody that isn't a good fit for me. And I try to convince myself that they, they are actually okay for me. So I've, I've worked through that and that's a bit of a challenge, but generally speaking, it's not been hard because you just in, in a profile, even you just say like, I've done work on my emotions and I'm emotionally intelligent and I know about attachment theory. I know love languages. And you put that even in a profile Yeah, and no men are doing that. It, it's mm. just, it's, it's so easy because I don't think anybody's doing that. And so it's like, no, men honestly, are like, most men, if you yeah. say attachment style, they're like, what's that? Exactly. Oh yeah. They're like, what's one, which one's the best one to have? I yeah. have that one. <laughs> which one, which one are you? It's like, I'm not giving you that answer. Like you need to <laughs> well, go do it. Like, the purpose. Obviously, <laughs> exactly. like, you can read the quiz and you, if you're an intelligent person and you're doing it, like you can answer the, if you don't want to be truthful to yourself, yeah. you can answer the yes. questions right. the right way. So you yeah. become, so you, you seem like you're secure, but that doesn't yeah. do you any good. But those are also the people that don't want to do the inner work, the inner healing. Well, and if those people are lying to you about their attachment style, it's easy to pick up on it too. Like if you just have a conversation with them, it's like, oh, you're totally an avoidant or yeah. you're totally anxious. Like your yeah. personality is showing me that right now. Yeah, well, absolutely. I've never, I've experienced that too. I, I dated a, a woman for a while for like maybe a month or six weeks or something. 
And then she like, we, she like took the test like right away. And she's like, oh, like I'm, I'm secure. And I'm like, oh, great. And then like, it became clear that she really wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> and she was in therapy too. I was like, wow, you really just like must've made it up and, and just kind of fudged the answers because I don't think you're secure at all. So how have yeah. you as a single man in your late thirties or early forties? I can't remember. Late thirties. Okay. Late thirties with children. How oh. have you met women? What's what you know, apps or yeah, pretty much. I think Hinge is the best. Been on the league, which is absolutely an, a, an atrocity. They should shut that down. No, what is league? Is that My, the one? The league. <laughs> Just shut it down. It's terrible. Yeah, well, it is. I was on it for like 24 hours and it it's was like so a waste bad. of time. Yeah, it's meant to be like a super high class, like for like super successful people. It costs like a hundred dollars a week. A it's week. Really, oh, really, I didn't pay week. for it. I, well, I, women get, you know, you guys get a, a better deals than, than us. <laughs> oh my God. You paid a hundred dollars. That's a week. crazy. I did, did, you I on a date with like Beyonce or something? Yeah. Right. I did it for one week and then I'm like, this is terrible. And so then I went to the free subscription. But the problem is, is if you don't pay for at least one week, you can never get in because the, the waiting list did is Did so you long. meet anyone in I her went life? On one, I went on one date. She was like a, you know, Harvard a Harvard grad, a, a professor at like Georgetown, full-time job and like super successful, but you know, like, like a pianist, like super good piano player. I'm like, these are all great things, but I'm like, I don't, that's like too much. I don't know. It just, it wasn't super, I don't know. I would, there was a lacking of an emotional pianist. connection. I don't love that word. Pianist. pianist. Have you never heard that? <laughs> I have heard it, but when I really thought about it, now I can't. I'm think. like dying over here. As a kid, I remember thinking it was a It's <laughs> a weird word. She had so a penis. A pianist. Too immature. <laughs> well, last you week we had a conversation about like, is it a wiener or a penis? So that's like where my mind was. <laughs> I said, penis, you have to enunciate that one pretty tightly. You, there's no room yeah. in that. <laughs> we said, what does a profession, like, what does a doctor call it? Yeah. What does a doctor call a penis? Is it, what do a you penis? call it? Is it a penis, penis a wiener, a, penis. a dick? A penis. Sometimes dick. I don't know. I think I think penis is probably just the. I mean, it's the most an, like anatomically correct word. It's okay. the most specific too. It also. I, f I feel like when you start putting other words on it, if you're trying to be somewhat serious, it almost mm -hmm. like. I don't know. It, it there's like a weird. I don't know. It's like a weird insecurity and in like in your language, maybe like you're not comfortable just saying yeah. the actual word. I, I just like of, saying. What dingy. if a girl calls it a wee wee? Is that like a, a wee wee? No, no, good. That sounds small. That's a that dingy. does not sound good. <laughs> Your little buddy. Yeah, not good. <laughs> a little dingy. Little, little dicky. Little so yeah. you're saying the league is a no go. It's a race to no your money. Um, hinge has been great. I was on okay. Bumble, also terrible because. So do you do free hinge or like? No, pay. I, I pay for it. Yeah, you pay. Do you get yeah, better people? Do you is get it? better people if you pay? Yeah. Do you notice a difference between the matches? No, it's just it, no, it's just an ability to see like who's liking you, which is also kind of a confidence booster because like, oh, look at this list. Yeah. Can't you see that either way? I don't get it. No, it's it's grayed out. Otherwise, it's like it's like it's like fuzzed out. If you don't pay, at least for guys anyway. I, no, it your girl, you get it all. I'm I think confused. You get it all. I know. I think you get it all. Like you just get the good stuff. I gotta pay. Yeah. So like, like the, I can see who version. likes me. It sucks to have that dingy. I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's no. If we just were born with it. <laughs> there we go. Society putting you men in no, a box like, again. We get noticed. Like you just go to your likes and scroll through, and you can see who liked you. Yeah. You don't get that. Not so if we, we went if, on. If, uh, Amanda and I remember we went on what 
yeah i get it like you have to pay for that shit to see that mm-hmm. yep otherwise but, it only, okay remember it great he went through joe's his look just like ours he must pay for it then oh. you gotta pay for the base membership otherwise as a guy it won't let it won't it will only show you the first like and then oh. you can access that one that will show you the next first like but it will say hey like all these people are here waiting for you but you can't see them and unless you x through them all so like right now, if I showed you like my hand, it would be like, I see all of the, the likes. So I'm not like accepting them. I'm just, you know, most of them I'm not attracted to or their profile I'm not attracted to or whatever. So yeah, they're just there. They're just okay, there. Well, well, wait, that, that, there. That's how ours is, isn't it? Man, I pay for, I have to pay for that. This, this is confusing. Have you met? I'm getting off I'm that. I'm so confused right now. Like Amanda, you have hinge right now. Pull it up. Like, let's look. I haven't been on it since Saturday. Now you're going to break my streak. Sorry. <laughs> okay, yeah, I so I have like a little heart thing on the bottom show and us. show us. Jared, get your hinge. Let's see. Oh, wait. Oh, mine does say right it. now. It'll screw it up. You guys, I'm throwing them both under the bus right now. You're right welcome. Right now, mine says no likes. Yeah, What's so that? in that heart in that heart spot, it would be yeah, if where all of the wait, the- I might have mine paused right now, and that's why. Let me see. Okay, so if you hit the heart in the middle, you can like scroll. Usually, if I hit everyone or no, if usually if I hit it in the middle, I can see people that have liked me. Right, but so you don't have that paused. I'm gonna unpause. Well, I do have it because I pay for it, but I wouldn't. I've I've not paid for it. If you didn't pay for that, you wouldn't have that. I wouldn't have it. Correct. What? I'm so confused. Like how I don't get it. So basically, every man if he's on Hinge has to pay. Nope. Okay, we'll see if we get some what? likes while we're here. I'm like mind blown right now. I, I've heard, I've heard this, I've heard this, and yeah, I've heard this before. Like it's, it's like men's and women's like hinges are. They just like I think because I think there might be something to do with like a mismatch of. They're probably doing it to incentivize women. To be honest, well, there's there probably way yeah, more. I men feel like than otherwise, women, women probably that's how they make money then. Because I always wondered, I'm like, there's not really ads on here. How are they making money through this oh, dating? No, I'm app? paying like I'm paying like a hundred dollars every three months. <laughs> oh wow! Like to be on Hinge, how much money yeah. are you spending on a monthly basis on dating apps? Oh, shit. That's the only one I have, and I just bought a three months. Well, you like just that. said you did the league. That was like a hundred. It was only a hundred. A week, week he did it. Well, yeah, I only did it a week, but then I then I just downgraded to the free version. So then that was fine. So have you ever um, met a girl in the wild, like out at the uh, bar? I so I dated. So actually, kind of the first woman I dated after my marriage was a woman in my building actually and she was the one that introduced me to to attachment theory in the attachment styles book and i read that and and then she's so she's very much hardcore and avoidant which is why we are not longer dating anymore because she's just like so afraid of commitment but great great person those are the best kind yeah so still friends with her a great person but yeah i met her at my building and we dated for a few months and but great person it's been great to honestly have a friend close by because that's how you met her was in your building yeah. Yep. Literally, like she lives on my the floor below me. Yeah. Oh, that's we, uh, awesome. Yeah, we started hanging out and started dating, and yeah, we both like moved probably a little bit too fast into dating. I tend to like to move quickly, and I think she does too. And then that resulted in like maybe like if we had approached it from friends in a slow build, it would have lasted longer. But it, I, I'm glad it, I'm glad it's where it's at. It's it's much better being friends with her. So. So what are your in the dating world? What are your three top things? Like if you get on someone's hinge profile, 
what are and you had said like there's a lot of women a lot of likes i get but i'm just not attracted to them like what are the top three things you look at like first like that would make you not want to swipe over to pick them i i mean i think just as a as a, a man uh visuals you know yeah has to be attraction. yeah i would say number one if there's not a physical attraction and and also like i should say that if it seems like they're hiding something in their profile, instant no. Because what do you I don't, mean hiding? What's that mean? Well, I let's say they don't have that. a full yeah. So let's say that they don't have a full body picture and they have oh. torso pictures up. No go. Like they don't have legs. They, yeah. Well, like I don't know what the looks well, like. Are you want to see their whole body? I get that. Yeah, I, I get it. Show, and you got to have a smiling picture too. If I can't see your teeth, how yes. many are you missing? Or your hair? Like, don't only have a hat yeah. On. The guys that have hats on in every, every picture. picture Red flag. Yep, hundred percent. Okay. Simple things you think people could get, like get, yeah. but they don't. Right. And it's have and, and honestly, I I've even learned some of these tips from literally going into the hinge. And this was like last summer. Hinge literally has a tip section, and it oh, says really? like how to build a good profile. And I just did those things. <laughs> really, I didn't know that. that I didn't that know that either. That's okay, so Jared, what are some of your biggest X with women? Like, give us your top three to five. Like five inch long nails. <laughs> yeah. I have long nails. Not that long though. <laughs> just, I mean, that is, that is definitely an ick, but not a, not a, that's a fixable ick, I think. Like this um, long? That's pretty, that's too long. I mean, even much over like maybe like three fourths of an inch is a bit too long for me. Oh, mine um, are too long for you. No, no, yours are okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yours are okay. Like I would say that that's probably my limit. Like, did you see my story the other day? The ones that were like this long and then the guy like had like the kennel? I know I, I couldn't do it. I just was so gross. <laughs> that was no, excessive. I, I know that you guys, the nails thing has been, yeah. Anyway. So, uh, okay. Nails. I, what else? Like profiles sometimes lack personality. And this is actually like a, a common thing I've seen, even in dates I've been on. People are generally boring. That's just I the reality agree. of the world. Yeah. There's a lot of boring people out there. I would say most 80%. There's a lot of non-player characters out there. A lot of non-main, you know, non-like main character energy. And like, I need another, like, I came from a marriage that very much just in this, again, this audio book last night, they talked about airplanes and submarines. Like a lot of people are submarines. They just are slow moving, don't have a lot of emotion, steady. And then you've got this like high energy intensity of a person that's this airplane style personality. And I definitely need that like similar high energy want to go do stuff let's go see the world let's travel i need that and so if i'm not seeing that in a profile a lot of times now i won't even like pursue even if i'm really attracted because i don't want a boring dumb hot girlfriend like that's so you're the, saying attraction isn't everything it needs uh, you absolutely. need something more than that absolutely like if you're looking for a one-night stand then you of course you can just get by on attraction you could even get by on like a short-term casual relationship on attraction only okay um, so do you do you do the box theory then remind me of that it's so men meet women oh. and on the first date they put women in like one of three boxes so it's not interested hook up or wife or girlfriend i don't know if it's that black and white for me i think i go into every every date i go into like I'm like 90% sure I would sleep with them going into the date. Otherwise I wouldn't be on the date. So like, that's, that's a for sure thing. Obviously the in-person confirmation is needed to be like a hundred percent sure. But Wait, like if would you bang like, wow. on the first date? 
Have you had I, a one I have, stand? I have, I have one, one or two times, so not very often. It generally, I so I'll say this: if that does happen, I know fairly certainly that that would not then turn into a long-term relationship. Oh, so really? That, pro- that proves yeah. the point. You can't, yes. you can't go up, but you can go down. So you're yes, saying if. It- if you guys have sex on the first date, you are saying it's probably not going to be a long-term relationship. I Why would, there would that? be some concerns. I think because there would be concerns that the the he's like, do I say it? Just say it. Well, there's say like it. a double. There's a double standard here because if if I you know obviously if I'm willing to do it, that means that I'm willing to do it, and if they're willing to do it, then then they've done it and will continue to do it. But then so would I. So. I don't want to be hypocritical here, but I think there's it's signaling to me that there's a more of like a looseness to the sexuality with the with the woman. And then that's from a long term partner standpoint, not attractive. Because I think as a long long term you're worried like she would cheat. Not necessarily. No, just just like she values herself less kind of thing. Kind of, yeah. Like, how sexually free are you that you're just like sleeping with a guy, sitting with me on the first day? Like, it's yeah. hard for men to resist sex. Like, it's just very, it's very hard if if it's presented to us. Like, it's. I mean, I, maybe I'm speaking for myself here, but I think in general, it's hard for men to. to, yeah. to turn you're gonna get some men haters. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm yeah just I mean, I don't <laughs> love that double standard, though. No, it's I, not fair. I, I don't think, I don't think it's a double standard though. Cause I, if a man is willing to hook up with me on the first date, like I wouldn't be interested either. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. fair. I mean, but I yeah. think if a man is willing to hook up and he makes the moves and the girl does it, I think that he can't leave that situation being like, well, she's not long-term relationship because he literally did the same thing. Yeah, I but that's it. just yeah. me. I know yeah. that there's a double. We know that that's yeah, how it is there in is society. definitely a, a, a double standard. I mean, I get it, and like, obviously, like, there are girls out there and guys that will sleep with anyone, and that's just and it. that's gross. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we definitely that's- are in the era of hookup culture. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Jared, can we ask you some quick questions before we yeah. peace on okay. out of here? Yeah, rapid okay. fire. Okay, what's the hottest thing that a girl can wear? Ooh, I think something that they feel really attractive in. If they feel super attractive and they like put off that energy, it doesn't really matter what they're wearing. I think if they feel super confident, you can sense that and it doesn't matter what it is. I know that's kind of a lame answer, but I think No, that's a really good answer. It's like a confidence thing. Like I like I know you guys have talked a lot about this and like men caring about what women wear. And I think like and, and men do this too. Like I dress for myself and I think women yeah. do this and they, they should do that. And I think it's attractive when women have a lot of confidence in what they're doing. And it doesn't really matter what it is. If you own it and you have like pure confidence, that's so attractive, like confidence in anybody, a man, a woman, like I think men are equally attracted to high levels of confidence in women. And that doesn't need to be like a masculine confidence. It can be like a feminine, like confidence in the style. And you're like, oh, that's attractive. And I think that's, that's probably my answer. But if I were to pick like a, an outfit, I mean, I don't even know. It, it, it doesn't confidence really confidence it's is the confidence. hottest thing ladies it's, it is yeah it, okay we already talked about the one night stand what's your favorite social media platform i would say x right now what okay Twitter. <laughs> dating apps or in the wild 
uh dating apps but i uh, would love to see more wild action that'd be fun i mean wild activity it would be cool but it's just the reality of our world is is dating apps yeah, yeah. i i agree with that favorite time of the day to have sex mm. morning what's your last google search <laughs> that's a good question look probably like something about like male issues like ma masculinity or something and i was probably doing some research for this podcast <laughs> okay what is your biggest tip for someone wanting to start a business Ooh, just get started and then never give up those are the two things that's all you have to do you'll be successful never give oh, up hustle through you never hard times that's like literally if you don't give up i mean that's what i'm doing with honor i mean it's it's been a good business I and mean, we've done very well, but like, it's not where I want it to be and I'm not giving up. I mean, it, I could shut it down, but like, it's a great brand. And in all, in all my businesses, the only reason I've been successful, I would say is because I didn't give up. So yeah. that's, that's really the, the best piece of advice I've ever received. I continue to receive and I continue to practice. You have to have tenacity in, in entrepreneurship because if you don't, it will just spit you out and you'll be done and you will be a failure. I mean, that's the reality. So yeah, okay, I agree. Yeah. Yep. Amanda, anything else? Blonde or brunette? Oh, it doesn't matter. I would oh. say it, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. I would say I prefer. I, I probably slightly prefer brunettes. Slightly. Whitney, <laughs> Amanda's doing a happy dance. Hold on, one slightly. more, one more. Coke or Diet Coke? Diet Coke all the way. Okay, oh. bye. No, That's I the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, okay, thank well, you. thank you so much for being here with us, Jared. Thanks I'm sure the girlies listening appreciate it too, and the men. Hopefully, everybody took something away from this episode. Yeah. Thanks so much, you guys, for listening. We Thanks. will see you next week. Thanks, guys. Have a great thank week. You. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Until next week.